Hey girl, welcome to Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I'm the founder of this girls group as well as your host for the podcast. Around here, we are all about purpose, obedience, and prayer. That's what makes us pop. You're guaranteed to laugh, cry, learn, grow, and most importantly, become more like Jesus. We're going to rock this thing out, and we're going to have fun doing it. You ready? Let's go. Hey, girl. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. We are in week four as we continue on with the topic of prayer. And this week, we're talking about who do we pray to? That's kind of important, right? You need to know that. Who do we pray to? We've talked about why we pray. We've talked about what prayer is. And we've talked about how to pray. But it's also very important that we stop and just address who we pray to. Super important. And as we talk about it through this episode, we're going to look at it from two different ways, but under the same statement. Remember who you pray to. Remember who you pray to. So get that in your head because that's what we're going to be talking about this episode. Before we get into it, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for yet another opportunity to deliver what you have given to me. I pray that we all listening with attentive ears. I pray that we apply it to our lives, do something different, do something better so that we can become more like you each and every day. Lord, I pray that as we go through this episode that you just remind us of who you are and how powerful you are, how real you are to us, how mighty, how awesome you are, so that we can remember that, embed it in our hearts, and live it out as truth. We love you, we praise you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, who do we pray to? So let's start off with just a simple basic fact. We pray to God. We pray to God. He is the one true and living God. There is none like him. There is no one else above him. Anything else besides him is a false God. He is the one true living God. The gospel is that God the Father created the entire world. He created it perfect through the actions and disobedience of Adam and Eve, his first two human creations, Adam being first. From then on, the world was no longer perfect as God had designed it. And ever since then, God was doing everything he could to bring us back into relationship and communion with him. There were other ways to pay for your sins. There were other ways to encounter and experience the presence of the Lord. But God sent the ultimate sacrifice through his son, Jesus Christ. He sent his son to the earth to die for our sins, to pay the price. And now we have the opportunity to be in relationship once again with him and we can receive the gift of salvation through what Jesus has already done for us. That is the gospel and that sums up our God. That's who we pray to. We are praying to God, the creator of the universe, the almighty one, the all-knowing one, the all-present one. That is God. Because of what I shared in the story of the gospel and what Jesus did for us, we have access to the Father. As I just mentioned, Jesus came and died on our behalf. There are certain words that are attributed to Jesus because of his actions, some of them including being our propitiation or our interceder. Propitiation or to propitiate means to regain the favor of something, to atone for something 
And Jesus did that for us by dying on the cross for our sins. He gives us access to the Father. A common verse of scripture is spoken by Jesus in John chapter 14, verse 6, where he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me or except through me. This shows the access that we have to God the Father through Jesus Christ. And so we broke it down a couple weeks ago as we talked about how to pray. And we mentioned that the end of prayers, you will hear people mention in Jesus name. That is why that's there. It's not just something fun to say. It's not just because that's just what we do and there is no rhyme or reason to it. The reason that we say in Jesus name is because we have access to God the Father through Jesus. And so when we pray, we are praying in Jesus name. So that's the basics. Some of it has already been covered. Some of it is new, but all of it sums up a little bit of who we are praying to. So now, like I said at the beginning of this episode, the statement for this episode is remember who you pray to. And that's the title of this episode as well. Remember who you pray to. So with that, we need to look at it from two different ways. We need to look at it from the religious side of things in the sense that we're not praying to other idols or false gods. And then we'll look at it from the perspective of remembering how powerful God is in being able to control your situation. So the first part of it, remembering who we are praying to. As I mentioned before, we are praying to God. And because of the new age religion and the new quote-unquote movements that are going on and all this other stuff this needs to be addressed and this seems like basic information the fact that we pray to God as Christians but with anything the enemy is going to try to pervert scripture to twist it to flip it to the point where Christians are no longer praying to God or are praying to God along with other things and that it cannot be true so with that being said we're not As Christians, we don't pray to rocks and to crystals and to the universe. We're not praying to Buddha. We don't pray to Muhammad. We don't pray to any other false gods. Scripture says it time and time again. And one of the commandments in the Old Testament, you can find those in Deuteronomy, is thou shall have no other gods besides me. You shall have no other gods. You should not be worshiping anything else but God. And we can even move aside from religion for a second. This applies to worshiping our jobs, our careers, our money, our friends, our family. Now, we may not be physically bowing down and worshiping them, but we worship them with our actions when we choose to focus on all of those things instead of focusing on God. When we're choosing to devote all of our time to everything else but God, whatever we are replacing with God has become our idol. It has become our God. So this is something that we have to constantly be analyzing and be aware of within ourselves to make sure that we are not accidentally falling into idolatry without even knowing it. You can be quick to say, oh, I would never worship anything else besides God, which is great. That's a great thing to say, but it has to be lived out in our lives. So we have to take time to address our actions. Yes, we may not be following the New Age movement and praying to crystals and claim to be Buddhist or Muslim. We may physically say with our mouths, no, I would never do something like that. But what are our actions saying? Are we still placing things in front of or instead of where God should be in our lives? As Christians, our priority should be God. He should be number one in our lives always. And so we have to make sure that 
we are not having false gods. Scripture says that God is a jealous God and it's a righteous jealousy. This means that he doesn't want anything to take his place. He's not jealous because he's insecure. He's jealous because he knows that with him being God, he should have the forefront of everything. He should have the forefront of your time. He should have the forefront of your energy, your your thoughts, your actions. He should get those things first and foremost. And when we're putting other things in place of him, we are still falling into idolatry. So if this is you, if you're listening and you're thinking, man, I really haven't given God as much time as I should. I haven't devoted myself to him as much as I should. Let this be a time for you to decide within yourself that you will now make a change in your life for the better so that God can be the God that he should be in your life. So remember who we're praying to. We have to make sure that God is first. We have to make sure that God is God and not that we have replaced him with all these little g's little g's including money titles chasing paper getting degrees all these things it's great to want success it's great to strive for more and pursue your dreams and pursue your goals but most importantly first and foremost we have to seek god matthew six thirty three says seek ye first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added unto you seek him first It doesn't say that you forsake all else, that you don't do anything else with your life, but it means that you seek him first. And this is a little bit off topic, but I want to take time to address it. When we're seeking God first, that saves us from so much. Seeking God first will save us from entering bad relationships, from heartbreak, from dysfunction, from chaos, from wasting time, money, energy. It saves us. It's for our protection. There's times when I've planned out entire vacation trips, entire vacation trips from and I I love a good plan. I love a good itinerary. I planned it out from top to bottom just to sit before the Lord and all of a sudden not feel peace about going on the trip. I've asked for time off work, did the whole thing to go on this vacation. And then I stop and I realize that the Lord has been nudging me to not go the entire time. And I've had to be obedient and cancel my trips which could have been avoided had I sought God first. Now I share that story. The Lord has allowed me to go on plenty of vacations. There are certain things that he has protected me from, whether spiritual warfare, physical things that could have happened to me. There's things that he saved me from that I don't even know of to this day, but I'm, I trust that he did what he needed to do and I'm going to go with that. So this is not to say like, oh my gosh, like God's not gonna let me go on vacation. No, that's the example I gave. In the same sense, there's times when I have still blatantly been disobedient when it comes to guys. And I've shared some of that with y'all throughout the podcast episodes. And there were times, especially there was a time in college when I chose to still talk to a guy that I knew did not align with God's will. I knew that God did not want me to be in that relationship or that God did not want me talking to that guy to even think about pursuing a relationship. And it just led to so many doors that I should have never have opened. Had I sought the Lord and not only sought him, but been obedient to what he showed me when I sought him, I would have saved myself a year of dysfunction and chaos, ultimate chaos. Cause that's exactly what it was. Child, it was a hot mess, hot mess. And so I say all that to say, As we're praying, as we're seeking God, make sure that we really seek him with our whole hearts, as scripture tells us to, with our whole hearts, our whole minds, and then be obedient to whatever he shows us, whatever he reveals to us. 
be obedient to those things. So that's remembering who we pray to in a religious sense. Now let's think about it from a relationship sense. As we're developing our relationship with God, we begin to know him more. We begin to understand more of who he is and how powerful he is, how mighty he is, how awesome he is, how good of a father he is to us. And so we have to remember who we're praying to in that sense. Remember that you're praying to the God of the universe, the God who created all things, who spoke the world into existence. We're praying to the God who holds the entire world in his hands. We're praying to the God who does all things and does all things well. We're praying to the God who has the power to fix so many areas of our lives. So remember that as you're praying, pray believing that not only will your prayers be heard, but they will be answered according to God's will because he has the power to do that. We're not praying just to check off a box of our quote unquote Christian duties. We're not praying just because it sounds good to do. We're not praying just the thin air. We're praying to a God who not only hears, but has the power and ability to answer your prayers. So as you remember who you are praying to, that gives you strength and that allows you to have faith because you know who you are praying to. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And so we have the ability to approach the throne. That's what we're doing when we're praying. Imagine if you're walking into a palace and the king is sitting in the back. You have the ability to approach the throne. Jesus has created that way for us. You may have heard this in church. The veil is torn and that goes back to Old Testament times. There was a veil in the temple and that hindered certain people from entering into the holiest of holies where God's presence would inhabit. Jesus, by dying on the cross for our sins, has torn that veil. And so we have access. We can now enter into what would have been known as the holiest of holies and experience his presence because his presence is now living within us. We can now approach the throne of grace with confidence as Hebrews 4.16 tells us because of what Jesus has done for us and because we know who our God is. You can walk in there with your head held high. You can walk in there saying, Lord, I believe you. I trust you. You are my rock. I know you can do good things. I know because I've seen you do them before. I've seen you do them in the lives of others and I'm believing the same for my life. Remember who you are praying to. When you remember who you're praying to from a religious sense, and then you remember who you're praying to from a relationship sense, things will begin to align themselves in your life. You will begin to understand God in a new way. You will begin to see and experience God in a new way. You also will be able to have the faith and the knowledge in knowing that the God that you serve can answer your prayers. Not only does he hear your prayers, but he has the ability and the power to answer them. And then believe in faith that he will not only answer them, but he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could even imagine. Ephesians 3.20 reminds us of that. So trust that when you pray, you're praying to the God who created the entire world, the one true living God. He's not dead. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. He's there. He's available for you. 
And you can pray remembering that he has all power in his hands. He's mighty. He's awesome. He's holy. He's sovereign. He's omnipotent. And because he is those things, he can do great things through your prayers and through your life. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Christian Girls Pop. I pray that you enjoyed it. I pray that you learned something. I pray that you were blessed and encouraged. Make sure to share this with your friends, your girls, your sisters, your cousins, so that they can also listen in learn, be blessed, and then continue to share the story of the good news of Jesus Christ with others. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Girls Pop, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore CGPOP. If you would like to be a blessing and donate to Christian Girls Pop and help us to be able to continue to spread the good news and further the spreading of the gospel, feel free to donate via PayPal using the email address CGPOPDonate at gmail.com make sure you save the date mark it on your calendar this month's bible study will be hosted saturday march 27th and there are two opportunities for you to join 6 p.m on instagram 7 p.m on facebook and both of those times are central standard time zone once again saturday march 27th 6 p.m and 7 p.m central standard time thanks so much for tuning in and as always remember jesus already loves you so much don't you ever forget that